Welcome ladies and gentlemen, the host of the Mindless Midnight Show would like to welcome you to their latest episode full of late night humor as we explore just about anything with our very special guest. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Nick and Josh. Warning, some of the contents of this podcast may be found offensive. This podcast is not for the weak, lack of experience, and common sense, including children, unless they've been given permission. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Mindless Midnight Show. Today, our special guest is none other than Don Smith. He has been producing movies and he's been, he's credits for acting in 23 productions. And we're really excited to talk to him. Don, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. There are more than that 23, but some of them weren't enough to get listed on the IMDb. So. Uh. <laughs> I, I don't know how that all that works. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Well, it's fun. just about anything can get listed on IMDb. It's just sometimes people forget to put your credits in there. Oh, <laughs> okay. So you so you got to go all Karen on them. Be like, I need to speak with your manager and put I, my shit on here. I, I'm I'm not that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, do, I do what I do out of love for what I do. And I don't, you know, if I don't get the IMDB credit, okay, I'm still in it. <laughs> right. That's, yeah, that's exactly. Very well, true. that's, that's good to know. Cause I never really knew how that works. So it's interesting. So I wonder who's in, I guess, whoever runs IMDB is in charge of giving credit where it's due, I guess. Well, there, there are a lot of different ways. Basically, whoever, whoever does the, uh, the, the, the promos for your film, whoever, usually it's the director himself that's putting the stuff up there, the director, the filmmaker, and you have to get on there. Usually they'll link it to your page, but sometimes you'll, I've gotten on there before and found as many as four of me and I had, oh. to, I had to claim them and then IMDB gets a hold of the director and makes sure it's legit and then they go ahead and give me that credit. So, oh, wow. Yeah, it, it's not, nothing too fancy, but yeah, okay. the, the, usually the director is the one that puts them up there. Is there any uh, fancy perks for that star meter of yours? No. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, you, you've done a lot of, I mean, I, I was looking at your IMDb and it said that you had a lot in acting, but you also did like pr- producing. Yeah, I got involved as a producer with a handful of them. Some of them were uh, just because I put money towards the making of them, so they gave me that credit. But there are some. Uh, I work with William Lee a lot with Cinema Lexicon Productions, and I'm one of his producers now just because I've I've been working with him for close to seven years now. I think I'm, I think we're starting my ninth film with him. So I've because I do a lot of extra stuff behind the scenes rather than just acting. I do a lot to help, to help set things up, to find locations, to basically do a little bit of everything from location management to casting to paperwork. So I got, I got invited to be a producer as well. So (laughs) super awesome. Yeah. I watched a few of the trailers and, they look pretty yeah. intense. Some of them, <laughs> they get yeah. get a little out there. I'm like, oh man, something's going on. <laughs> yeah, well, William makes some pretty intense movies. So. <laughs> I, I like it. I mean, man, if you guys ever film in Florida, let me know. Oh, I, you never know. You never know. <laughs> so how, how would how would somebody that is like 
essentially a nobody like me want to try to get into being a producer, what would you try to do to get into that avenue? Uh, get to know as many local actors and local filmmakers as possible. Uh, I never really looked to get into producing. It just kind of happened because I worked so well with the cinema lexicon team so many times. And I, you know, I know them very, very well. I mean, like I said, we, we had the same tight knit group for most of our productions, you know, different actors here and there, but the production crew is usually, usually a lot of the same people and it's just i got i tried several years ago like probably 15 20 years ago to get into film as mm -hmm. far as acting and back then there weren't as many stream streaming services it was a lot harder to find a a, a distributor for your film if you were an indie film it was it was a chore to try to get anything out there Wow. Much so than it is now. I mean, it's st it's still you're you're still fortunate if you get a uh, if you're able to get the film out there and get a distributor and get on some of the streaming networks. But it's not as difficult as it used to be. And I kind of lost interest in it. Lost interest in a lot of things. And uh, mm -hmm. about well, almost seven years ago now, I started getting in, into local comedy as a comedian, and that's how I got to know a lot more of the uh, the local actors, the local filmmakers, and it's just a huge network. You get to network as much as you possibly can, and you start to get in more and more uh, films and the more and more TV spots. So, Yeah, you, you really got to put yourself out there. I guess that's the main thing. If you wanted to get anywhere, you got to just go for it and... Uh, I would say get used to some sort of rejection at first because I feel like it's it's almost like a you're probably gonna get rejected if it's something you're really wanting to get into. Like if I decided yeah. I wanted to be like an actor and just like throw myself out there, I feel like there'd be so many times where it's like hit, 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 like no, no, no. And then finally you oh, yeah. maybe catch a break, you know. Yeah, I, I've I've been on some very uncomfortable early early on when I was starting out. I went I did a lot of very uncomfortable uh, <laughs> auditions that were more like really bad job interviews. I, oh, I remember no. the first film audition I went to was so uncomfortable. It was me and two other people and a camera. I had no idea what the script was. There was no heads up. It was a cold read. And these, it was two dead-eyed, emotionless people just staring at me while I tried to give a performance into a camera. And it's like, you guys don't like me. You don't, <laughs> you were rude from the time I walked in. I was like, I, oh my God. I'll go ahead and read, but I don't think I want any part of this crap. Right? Yeah. Was there a black weird. couch? Yeah, that, exactly, exactly. That's <laughs> well, that's that's why they were dead-eyed and staring at me. They could not believe I got undressed that quickly. <laughs> I really wanted that part, guys. I'll do whatever it takes, guys. Like, dude, put your clothes back on. <laughs> they said, this, this is a religious film. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> This is this is a commercial for the Watchtower Convention. Put those back on. Uh, <laughs> this is the Watchtower, baby. <laughs> That's too funny. So how how long? Sorry. How how long overall have you uh, been doing all everything in in that uh, field? 
Uh, I started out acting in my mid twenties, uh, just local theater mostly. And, uh, which doesn't pay anything, but it was still, it was a lot of fun. It was again, love of the craft. And I did several local theater productions over the years and, uh, kind of fell out of that. I, like I said, I, I tried to work in a couple films back 10, 15, 20 years ago and things just didn't work out. So I got out of it. Uh, I went on several auditions other than that bad one that were equally bad. I did get a couple <laughs> of films in here and there, but, uh, you know, that you get cast in something that you, that's really cool. And then the financing falls through and they scrap the whole project. And you're, there was one I was so excited about. It was, uh, hell's gate is what the name of the film was. And it was I like the sound of it. I already like the sound of that. Well, hell hell's gate is a real place. It's, it's the nickname of Bobby Mackey's Music World in Northern Kentucky, which is one of the most haunted places in the country. I mean, there are stories. There have been several exorcisms done on this place. I mean, there, there are actual police reports of things going on witnessed by police officers. So it's not just drunk people in the bar that are seeing these things. <laughs> is wow. this? There are actually police reports on events that happened in, in this place. Is this the place that has like the the devil's chair, like in bricks? Uh, I don't believe so. The, what this place had was it had a well of blood underneath it. And in the early 1800s, it okay. was a slaughterhouse. Nice. And they drained all wow. the animal blood into this well in the basement. And of course, it seeped out into the Licking River, which is Damn. one of the few rivers in the world that has a northern flow, which makes it that much more weird and unique. But the, it became, when they closed the slaughterhouse down, it became kind of a haven for Satan worshipers. And there were a lot of weird rituals that happened there, including one woman in the uh, late 1800s named, I believe, uh, Bailey Pearl, I think was her name. Uh, she was... <laughs> She was killed and beheaded, and they never found her head. They found the, they, they found the guys that did it, and they pleaded guilty, but they, they, they hung them. And these guys could have gotten out of the hanging if they revealed the location of this poor woman's head, but they refused to do it because they thought whatever being they were praying to in the afterlife was going to be that much worse if they revealed the location. Yeah. It really, really creepy stuff. And I was so psyched because we were going to be filming at night on location. I was super excited about this because my, my whole life, I've thought this was very interesting stuff, but I've never seen anything to where I could go. That was weird. I mean, I've had little spooky things here and there, but never something in a situation like that, that would have been like almost definitely made me a believer because I'm very much a skeptic. And to the thought of filming down there amongst this, I was pumped man and like three weeks before we were going to film i got the call they lost their funding they weren't able to film there they were going to head back to california i was pissed Uh, (laughs) yeah that's that really sucks because that could have been that could have been something that i feel like a lot of people would have really been interested in that you know for sure I got to reading the backstory on this place because this isn't information they gave me. I started looking it up. It was yeah. a, it was a speakeasy during Prohibition, 
until the oh, wow. until the mafia came in and tried to take it over. And I mean, there throughout the history of this place, whether it was a slaughterhouse or a place where the Satanists hang out or or a uh, a speakeasy or a nightclub, there were so many murders and so many unsolved weird things that happened there. That wow, I was I was really psyched. To, to film there and didn't get to the, the creepiest place I got to film was uh, I kind of went off on a tangent from when I hey, started. That's what we do. That is what we do here. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. A mindless show. So we're just, yeah, going absolutely. <laughs> but I, I did get to film at another creepy spot called post town elementary school in uh, Germantown, Ohio. Oh shit. Post town elementary is supposedly extremely haunted. It's been on like the ghost hunter shows a couple times. And I, other than being very, very, very creepy in a few places that are inexplicably very cold, mm-hmm. just in like certain areas of a room where it has yeah. no reason to be a different temperature. Other than that kind of weird stuff, I didn't see anything, but it was so, definitely a creepy place. <laughs> so the curveball wow. is with Hell's Gate, turns out it's animal ghosts from the slaughterhouse. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there were a lot of other people killed there too. <laughs> I, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine. It's like I, I, I'm, I cannot wait. I'm gonna look into this. I hope there's documentaries about this. I'm a huge documentary nerd. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure there are. There, there should be if there aren't, because I mean, it's definitely one of the one of the most haunted places in the country from what everything I've looked into. Uh, yeah, we had an interview with a uh, a psychic medium who was actually pretty mind-blowing on our on our show. She she said shit about Josh and I. There was no way in hell she could have looked it up <laughs> yeah. at all. It was it was out there. Yeah, and, it was pretty um, creepy. <laughs> and and she's talked about she's talked about different segments of the realm of paranormal shit and how there's a spiritual and then there's paranormal and she's like i don't fuck with paranormal spiritual that's like what i did with you guys that's what i do but paranormal no way and you're like i want to do paranormal shit oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> the hell with the friendly spirits i want to scare the shit out of me i want someone to follow me home <laughs> yeah i don't want something to wave at me and tell me everything is going to be okay i want something to make shit fly around my living room <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't want to be scared but i am totally down to like you know, dance with the demons, have some fun, but don't scare me. No, <laughs> That's I, awesome. I, I wake up and like, or just randomly throughout the day, I'll have like these random little three scratches and my wife calls them like little devil claws. Like when you get these three little scratches on you that totally unexplained. I always like really thin, thin line scratches. Yeah. I, I've heard about those. I have no Weird. idea. Weird. But, I get them often, so it's crazy we'll how see. much how much how much the human race doesn't know shit about anything, and it it's just it's amazing though, like what what is unexplainable. Uh, I'm but, those, but, educated. Those are, but those are the many pitfalls to acting as as things like that happen and just pull the rug out from under you, and after a while that gets you get beaten beaten down by it. Yeah, yeah, it's a so, damn shame. Right. It really is. It, it, all- it, took, it took a while. It took a while to get back into it. Now I, I kept doing theater up until about 10, 11 years ago is the last play I did. And because of all the jobs I've had to take in between, 
I've had so many second shift and third shift jobs that theater is a huge commitment. You know, you're, you're talking three, four months on a production. So you don't really have, if you're working nights, you're not going to be able to do it. You're, you just don't have the time for all the rehearsals. You got to go through the set building, all of that stuff. So that's why about 10, 11 years ago, I had to stop doing that. And in order to get that rush of being on stage, that's why I decided I was going to start stand-up comedy. Yeah. Way I still get up on stage, but I don't have to spend weeks after week after week after week in rehearsals before I do. Yeah. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. So, so you, you, you definitely have credits in, in doing productions and, and helping out with films in several different ways. So then you also have your radio show as well. And so I, I and so for those of you guys listening, uh, Josh and I were on uh, Don's radio show as well. And we had a lot of fun on there. But he's been doing that for a, a long time as well. You started that while you were pursuing acting too? Uh, yeah, actually, that was I started the radio show shortly after I started stand-up comedy. So I've been, uh, January 4th will be my sixth anniversary on the radio. So okay. I've been doing that for six years. It's been a podcast for about four years now. Uh, I started that as a way to stay in touch with a lot of the local comedians because at the time I was working so much, I couldn't get on stage as much as I wanted. So, because I was, mm-hmm. I was working a full-time job. Plus I was a full-time student going back to finish my bachelor's degree later in life. So mm-hmm. I, which I, I did finally get bef- at 39 years old, <laughs> hey, um. but I was, I was actually going full-time 15 to 18 credit hours, uh, the semester, which was brutal on top of working 40 hours a week. Uh, plus still trying to get time up on stage to do comedy. So I, I figured since I can't get on stage as much, but I'm at the school a lot. I'll just start the radio station, radio show there at the, the WWSU radio station, which is at the college. Yeah. So that's that's, that's how I got started in that. It was a way to to, to kind of keep relevant in the local comedy scene, I guess, and get to yeah. know more people. And besides, it's kind of cool bringing local comics onto the radio that probably haven't been on a radio interview before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely a lot of fun, especially when you do your your segment where you talk about the weirdest news of the of the day. You know, <laughs> but, like that's such a great idea. Like, well, you... I love here. Here's how that started. Completely yeah, yeah. accident. I had, <laughs> when I first started the show, I had the, the radio show. I had two hours to fill. And at the time I wasn't really good about booking people. So I'd have one or two people on for the entire two hour show. Oh yeah. 45 minutes in we're we run out of shit to talk about. (laughs) So what I started doing is I would just, I would pick articles kind of like I still do now. Only now I pick them off the computer as we're talking. But before what I would do then is I just, I'd put snippets of it. I wouldn't, I'd say I still don't read the entire article because I yeah. like to leave some things up to imagination and discussion, yeah. but I would, I would print up like six, seven pages of just blurbs out of these news stories just to discuss. And the only reason I did that was for filler. 
Sure. Wow. Yeah. Now it's now it's just become a, such a regular part of my show, and I do it on other shows now. I do every now and then I'll do the Freaky Friday news segment on WWSU's morning show. Uh, every couple of weeks I'll do I'll do that, and uh, I have another show that I do on Sundays, a weekly show called Breaking the Fourth Wall, where I uh, I do the news buffet segment on that show, which is all just the same crap that I do on my show. <laughs> Just different news stories because I yeah. like I like to keep them. I like to be surprised by them. Well, and and the it fact was fun. They're the fact that they're always so damn random. It, it not it not only gives you a shock laugh because it's a what the hell moment. Then when you have people that are relatively good at, at talking and coming up with jokes on the fly, then you just continuously go and go and go. Oh yeah, so, I, I perfect. It, it's it's become a favorite segment to a lot of people, and that's which which works for me because it was it was just born out of necessity. <laughs> right, it yeah. was certainly one of our favorites. We we enjoyed it when when we were on your show. We loved it. Oh yeah, oh I had a blast. It was it was amazing. Um, Twinkie and, sniffing and all sorts of fun things. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you say that's probably your favorite part of doing radio, or is it the networking? The networking, because I, I love I love getting guests on that I've never met before. I love learning about people. I mean, you, you get some that are duds, but most most of the time people are really, they're open. They want to talk. You, you get a good conversation going, and that's that's really what it's about. The new, there, there are some shows where I, if we're having a good enough conversation or if I, there's something really, really interesting, the hell with the news segment. We'll skip it. Yeah. Because I, I would rather learn about my guests a little bit more. Now, sure. I, I've I've often thought that I should start with the news because that loosens us up. But at the same time, I kind of like going in cold without knowing anything about who I'm about to talk to. Because yeah. seriously, other than somebody, if it's somebody whose name I've heard of before in acting, I'll look up some of their stuff. But most of the time... I don't even look at a website for somebody I'm about to interview because I want to learn about them as we go. I don't want to know stuff about them ahead of time. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That that makes sense. It, you you it, have to have mad interviewing skills. Like we're we're still super newbies. Like we have little outlines that we uh, <laughs> just in case. I don't. I don't think I do. I think I've just wing it and I got lucky. And and sometimes. Sometimes it shows that I don't prepare. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're humble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every every now and then I'll run out of shit to say and be like, ah, okay. Uh, I guess I guess there's the door. I mean, and, you know. <laughs> and here's the fun part about that. I do my show as a live show, so if something like that happens, it's probably going to stay in it. Oh yeah, 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 no, yeah, exactly. I, mean, I, I like organic, and I hate editing. So, <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's funny because our our last regular episode, with just Josh and I, was about New Year's, and both of us don't really give a shit about New Year's. So we we winged up. Even though I have this on. <laughs> <laughs> we, we pretty much just winged the entire episode, and it was one of our funniest ones ever. We barely even talked about New Year's, but that's just kind of how it is sometimes, when, you know. Yeah, that, that, that's, it's, it's fun to wing stuff and not know what you're doing. That, I, that sometimes, I sometimes it's terrifying. I don't, do that, <laughs> yeah. I don't do that on stage very much doing comedy because that's no, really hard that's... to pull off and do well. Yeah. And that terrifies me. Now, I've, I've gone up with nothing but 
you know, notes of stuff I wanted to talk about without any real jokes written and was able to pull it off, but that's a rarity. Well, everybody was yeah. drunk. <laughs> What's that? I said everybody was drunk. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that night I went up with so much anger, people were afraid not to laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> what, you, did, you, you pulled a Lewis Black on them is what you did. I, I, re, I remember the, the first time I did that, the first time I went up on stage, I, I didn't have jokes. I had stuff on stuff on a note piece of note paper that I wrote down as little as five minutes before I hit the stage. Wow. And I, I went on a rant for like six, seven minutes. Because it, it was at an open mic, so it was just a six, seven-minute set. So, But I went on a rant the whole time. I was calling out other comics that pissed me off earlier that day. I, I gave all kinds of hell to the comic I followed on stage, which got the crowd on my side right away. Because you ever – you guys, do you guys do comedy? No. Oh, but I love it. I mean, we, I mean, we I think we're too, funny. But- <laughs> Every now and then as a comic, you follow somebody on stage that just bored the shit out of an audience for five minutes. Oh, wow. And I'm very high energy anyway. And that night I was high energy anger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can only this imagine. Guy, this guy before me was so deadpan and just, and I, I've known him for a long time. The guy has been doing, he'd been doing comedy for like four years. Okay. But he never learned to tell a joke. He would tell a premise and then giggle at a joke that he kept to himself and didn't share with the rest of us. And I don't know what the hell he was doing, <laughs> but he's done that every time he's gone up. Well, I followed him that night and he's basically, he's very monotone. He doesn't move very low energy. No. And I went up and just exploded on the stage. And I started, <laughs> I think the first thing I said was give it up for, I'm not going to mention his name, but I said, yeah, give yeah. it up. I'm going to keep the same energy as him. I'm just going to fucking take a nap for 10 minutes. There were things that happened earlier that day that I called out and did callbacks to other comics that, yeah, it was, oh, it was, it, it was, was a weird perfect. night. Yeah. Sure. But the set, the setup of what happened before that, I was on stage all weekend hosting and that weekend, my wife moved out. So I had a lot build up. Oh God. Yeah. And I went into this open mic after all this was happening that weekend and I had to be professional three shows in a a row. I went up that for that open mic and I just (laughs) let it fly. And it was was some of the weirdest. (laughs) I would have paid to see all of that. it, It really it really what it got kind of dark to the point where when i went off stage it's it's one of those moments you know you hit something really personal when yeah. you get off stage you can't stop shaking i couldn't hold my drink oh. I, just, I just got really deeply personal like and, whoa, uh, it just happened <laughs> it was crazy I, I scared myself a little bit <laughs> wow. and, and, and the guy that you followed he quit comedy after that i haven't <laughs> seen him since he did leave <laughs> He did leave. I saw him get up and leave about three minutes into my set. <laughs> uh, hey, that's funny. Probably for the best, honestly. Yeah, uh, you, you saved him. You know, I it's, mean, it's, it's great. I, I saved audiences is what I did. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I would love, I would have loved to do comedy, stand-up comedy. I'm, I'm very, like, shy when it comes to, like, getting up on a stage and, like, just having a bunch of faces stare at me. So but, am I. Um, so, yeah. So am I. 
So, so am I, a lot of people don't know that I, I am, I get, I get very shy and nervous on stage. I, until I hit the stage before I go up, I am a nervous wreck. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm sure the second I hit the stage, like I'm going to drop a turd on stage. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to shit my pants. It's just going to roll right out. And I hope they laugh like, at that. I hope you'll laugh at that. Bit. I hope so too. Some of the jokes I've told, I'd have been better off dropping a turd, but you know, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, that's really, really. I get really, really nervous before I go on stage, especially if it's been a little while. I mean, I'll get. There was one show; it ended up still being one of my better, one of my better sets that I've done. But I was so nervous before going on stage that if the hostess had, if the person running the show had walked by, I was going to grab her and say, "I can't do this tonight." Wow. That it was that bad because I really, I don't, I'm not that open <laughs> unless I'm on stage. You know, it's yeah. It was the same way doing theater. I'd get really nervous before I went on stage, and once I got on stage, it was fine. It's almost but, like it's almost like you're you're in a character role, even though it's, it's like possible. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, the character's me, but it's like me enhanced. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> like I, I can imagine that feeling where you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh, and then you get on the stage, and all of a sudden you start talking, and you're like, fuck it, I got this, and then you. The, just, the you stage know, is your steroids. Uh, sometimes, right. some, sometimes, sometimes it's a real downer. So I've I've forgotten sets on stage before. Oh, oh uh, that, man. yeah, I've blanked. That that is harsh. I, I haven't done that in theater, thank God. <laughs> man, but, line, line. I, I've done it on stage. <laughs> I, I went up and uh, I tried to ad lib. I tried to come up with something, and it was a train wreck. It was oh, a train wow. wreck. I feel like I feel like that's when some comics start looking at people in the audience, like you with your hat. Where where where'd you get that hat? The the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> that's what it felt like (laughs) i don't i have i have the set where that happened the really bad one i have that recorded somewhere i have never had the heart to watch that one again but you were never hit with the tomato or anything right no no no, (laughs) that's never that's never happened i've been hit with some pretty harsh words (laughs) Uh, (laughs) oh my god so have you ever been like have you ever felt burnt out? Like you're supposed to go on stage and you're just oh yeah, not wanting to because you just like fuck it. I don't want to. I feel like crap. And <laughs> oh yeah, I can imagine. I, I feel like 2000, that's- 2019 was a really busy year for me in comedy. I got to perform in a lot of cool places. Uh, Zany's out in Chicago with the World Series of Comedy. I I went out, I performed at a couple of different clubs over in Indianapolis that year. I actually got to do a little bit of traveling doing comedy. And I I think I averaged about 17 shows a month that year, which is quite a lot for somebody that's full time. Plus, plus, of course, I was doing a lot running Wiley's at the time, helping to run Wiley's. So it was that was a very busy year. And by the end of it, I was extremely burned out. And around October, I decided I was going to take a break. Okay. And every time I decided I was going to take a break, somebody would offer me a show and I'd go like, okay, fine. Right, yeah. I mean, and then the next day somebody call and say, Hey, I'm doing this show. You want to, okay, fine. <laughs> well, cause, cause part of it is, is like what you said with, with networking. If it's like, yeah. 
If I don't do this show, what if that's where I meet somebody who wants to do something big or more? Right. Right. But you'd almost kick yourself for not doing it. So yeah. I could understand yeah. getting burnt out because you're doing it every weekend or, you know, even yeah. during the week at, at some point. So yeah, I, I think I did. Uh, I think I did a 14 day stretch where I actually had, I actually think I had 15 shows in 14 days once. Ooh, wow. wow. Yeah, it was a very busy couple of weeks. <laughs> That's amazing. So ultimately who were your influences for doing what you do now? Uh, a lot. I have a lot. Um, er, early, early on, of course, I, I loved a lot of the British comedy. I love Benny Hill. I used to sneak up and watch that when I was a kid and was supposed to be in bed. Got in trouble many nights watching Benny Hill. <laughs> uh, I grew up in the eighties. So of course, uh, Gallagher was real big. Uh, unfortunately he went the way of the sledge and kind of became nothing but a gimmick. But when he yeah. first, his early stuff, I thought he was brilliant. Even the Sledgematic, the idea of it was brilliant, but it just got to where that was all he did, and he played to the low, made a shit ton of money, but he played to the lowest common denominator. Yeah, <laughs> he just became a gimmick, which sucks because when I was when I was a kid, I I thought he was brilliant. Uh, but now Richard Jenny is another favorite of mine. That's where. I love the rants he used to do because he'd go on 10 minutes where he wouldn't even, it didn't even feel like he'd stop to take a breath. Jeez. I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen any Richard Jenny. He unfortunately yes, have. committed suicide several years ago, but uh, he was, he was brilliant. He was a brilliant comic. I think the, I think he was in one movie and he played Jim Carrey's friend in the mask. Huh. Okay. okay. That was that was Richard Jenny. I think that was the only only mainstream movie he ever did. But his comedy was he had I think eight or nine uh, HBO specials. Wow. I think you might be able to find some of them on Netflix. Maybe. Oh yeah, that's that's awesome. So, but he was definitely a favorite. Wow. I love George Carlin. He's one of mine. Yeah. Yeah, George Carlin's classic. I mean, <laughs> there there are so many classics that you can throw out there as well that we probably yeah. a lot of us wouldn't exist without. Even Rod, even <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield. I didn't like his stand up as much as I liked his interviews because he was just so quick and so nuts <laughs> yeah. anyway and funny yeah. as shit. No, it's it's funny. Like a lot of comedians, like I feel like whenever a comedian would do an interview, I feel like the interviewer is like. Tell us a joke. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Like that's, that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, it's it's kind of like my show. I, I've had comedians come on my show and they're trying to do shtick. It's like, nope, shut up. We're having a discussion. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. This is not but, why you're here. We you if I want to see your comedy, I can go to one of your shows. This is, yeah. this is one of your shows. This is the radio. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I can understand that. I, get, I really get to know but, more. But then I also, I also see their point of view where they're like, okay, maybe if I say a few of my materials, that'll get more people to come to my thing, and then I can do this. And yeah. uh, it, it's because it's such a like dog eat dog industry as far as is. Oh yeah. And I mean all that. I mean, geez, podcasting. There's like six million podcasts in America. At least. I feel like I've been on half of those <laughs> <laughs> and still nobody knew, knows who the hell I am. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. Like we're, we're, we do our show and you know, we have a lot of fun doing it and we've got a, 
you know, a small but loyal following, but we're, we're, we're growing. Huh? There you go. <laughs> so, I, I have, uh, in six years doing the radio and four years doing the podcast, I never really tried to get any sponsorship. I did have one sponsor for a time and it was decent money. It was nice, but anytime somebody asked me, well, what are your downloads look like? So I don't know. I don't look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, I don't, uh, there's, cause there's so many different places that it goes out to, not just yeah. from my RSS feed. So I don't know where all, where all the hits are coming from. So I could really can only look at one website. Yeah. Of all Joe, the different Joe. stuff that's out there. So I have no idea what it's actually doing. It might be doing nothing else than what I see, but I do it for fun. I do it because I love doing it. And it, I figure if the numbers are there, great. If the numbers aren't there, I'm still going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, that's how we've been as well. And, and, you know, we get to meet so many awesome people like yourself and be on your show, be on other shows, talk a bunch of shit, just have a lot of fun. Uh, and that's that's really what it's all about, you know. And if the sponsor comes, great. If not, it is what it is. So, yeah. Yeah. well, it's just like making movies. I don't. There are some I get paid to do, some I do not. I enjoy the ones I don't get paid as much as the ones I do get paid. Exactly. I would do the ones I do, I get paid on, even if I didn't get paid. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I well, love doing them. Well, we are going to take a very quick break, guys, and uh, we will be right back. So hang, hang tight. The Life Radio Show, a proud member of the SJ Network and Breaking the Fourth Wall Entertainment. I'm your host, Don Smith. If you enjoy the show, like and follow The Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter. Or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. Or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. Hey, everybody. Um, we're still here with Don Smith, and we hope you had a nice little break. Uh, we did as well. And I was going to ask you, Don, is there any, uh, any current projects that are upcoming that you wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah, actually, we just wrapped one up. Uh, fortunately, we, we squeezed it in through all the COVID stuff, doing all the set safety guidelines and everything. But uh, oh, cool. I'm, I'm executive producer on this one. I'm also one of the actors in it. It's called uh, Black Wolf. It's the story of Billy Black Wolf uh, getting a little revenge on some old high school bullies later in, li in life. He ended up being a uh, martial arts master, and they ended up being a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of criminals that kind of have their own little uh, criminal gang, and he uh, he gets to take them out. Damn. Uh, mo mostly uh, financially sponsored by uh, me, who plays. <laughs> uh, I play Aaron Boldman, who is a millionaire brother that used to uh, used to get picked on by the same guys, and oh, we just, we, just, we decided to finance his revenge tour. So, <laughs> hell yeah, hell that's yeah. Cool. that is cool, man. I like that. So, that, yeah, that one is it. actually, uh, I believe it's made it through post production, it is edited, and it's been out to some distributors. I think we have one on the hook just reeling in still. So, Wonderful. hopefully, hopefully, that'll get released before too long. Well, we wish you luck, man. Yeah, I, I, hope, I do. Yeah, hope the best for it. And really, there, there, really there are actually, I, I mentioned during the break, I got a message about one that I got an update to the script that I'm really excited about. There are actually two more 
that are coming up as well. Uh, some I can mention. Uh, Bulletproof Jesus is a new <laughs> lexicon that we're getting ready to work on, <laughs> and it's about how it sounds. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> yeah, <fight> some demons. <laughs> That's awesome. And the, the other one is Red, White, and Black, where I get to play a uh, – uh, I get to be part of a uh, buddy cop uh, partnership where we're not really friends. But I, I co-star in this one with uh, the amazing actor Robert Burns I've worked with and a lot of other stuff. So that one will be a lot of fun, too, because it's, it's a whole lot of action, a little bit of comedy. Hell yeah! Awesome. Well, that, that's that's such a good balance. And Don, uh, we we plan on you being a uh, a regular friend of the show, so we'll continuously update people and perfect uh, and and be able to like post links and, and and stuff like that as time goes on. Because uh, we love being on your show, and I hope you like being on our show. We're not done yet because I, whenever we were on Don's show, and, and I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but. We did a segment with him on his show that we thought was really awesome, which was where basically he pulled up just random ass weird news stories and we just talked about them and made fun about them. And we are going to kind of test the waters with something that's maybe not quite as fun right now because I don't know how offensive we could be in the future. And I don't know where we're going to go yet. So we are going to just basically ask random questions to Don. And um, you're just putting me on the spot. I love it. uh, Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But we're not going to ask anything too like wild because we don't want to like be too weird about stuff at the moment. But there might be one unlucky guest in the future. We might ask something absolutely crazy. I don't know. But uh, I guess the first thing I ask, have you ever been or wanted to go mountain climbing? I have not. I've always wanted to. Uh, the problem is I'm over 300 pounds, so there aren't a lot of carabiners, <laughs> there aren't a lot of carabiners that would hold me. Uh, but if there's <laughs> there's any uh, any <laughs> any attractive women out there that want to go mount, mountain climbing, uh, you can work your way up over here because I'm you know I'm getting. Hey! Oh, hold bad. on. We, we, yeah, we can I'm, turn I'm, this I'm, into I'm like a mountain. I'm a mountain of a man myself. So we, we, we can turn this into like the mindless dating show. So there you go. <laughs> da, da, da. Here we that's, have Don Smith. That's what I was hoping for because I want a woman that's mindless. Hey, dude. There you go. Yes. Hey, and our our actual demographics statistically is half and half. 50% of women and 50% of men listen to this show. Oh, I thought you were saying 50% of the women are mindless that listen to your show. Is that <laughs> probably, probably, probably true? I would say 50% of the men, at least, at least 50% of the men are also <laughs> mindless. Uh, yeah. not interested not that there's anything wrong with that but you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. alright so now we know it's badge not dumb right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay but right. I'm glad there was some question in that to begin with I guess it's <laughs> Because I'm, I'm a bit of a renaissance man. I do the theater. It's okay. It was the big manly beard that was throwing me off. I wasn't sure. Yeah, he's growing that beard just to hide it. That's what it is. <laughs> he's a, actually a bald chinian. <laughs> no, sorry. Scratch away. Scratch away. So, speaking of your beard, how long did it take you to grow it? Uh, I was completely down to bare chin a little over three years ago and how that happened, uh, at Wiley's every year for Halloween, we do a a tribute to that. We do a dead comedians tribute show. Oh, and that year I decided that I was going to be, uh, John Belushi. 
<laughs> so I shaved. I had a beard at the time, and I shaved it completely off. I kept the sideburns down to here, and I did John Belushi's version of Joe Cocker's "A Little Help from My Friends." Which, if oh, you've never man. seen John, if you've never seen Joe Cocker perform that song, watch it, and then watch John Belushi perform that song, and then watch him back to back. Because Lucy does such a great job of mimicking him. Because Joe Cocker, when he sings, he's very animated. And he'll be like, (laughs) like that. And to watch John Belushi. So that's what I did at Wiley's. To the point where I even, I have a scar on my elbow. Oh, shit. Where I commit, because I figured I shaved my beard for this. I'm going to commit to the bit. And I rolled off the stage at the end of the song and I, I cut the hell out of my arm <laughs> oh, <shit>. man. <laughs> but i was i was rolling and i got there i was like well fuck it i'm going for it now and i yeah I yeah off the side of the stage <laughs> that's commitment that that's that's real acting right there man yeah, yep, that that was and it was great it was wonderful i have a picture somewhere of me as john belushi let me see if i can find it on my phone because that would be great. incredible yeah that would be <laughs> really great yeah i remember watching him on that celebrity rehab and he was just a fucking nut <laughs> oh yeah john belushi yeah he's he was <laughs> uh we, we have a tradition here on the mindless morning show and the oh whoa <laughs> yeah. Is that Joe Belushi? No. <laughs> it's so crazy how people that, that that you see with beards like all the time when they shave it, it's like you're a different person. Like oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, so when, I, when I shave when I shave that off, because I had a beard not quite like this before, but it was still a fairly substantial beard before I shaved it off for that show. When I came out of the bathroom, my dog started barking at me because he didn't yeah. know the hell I was. <laughs> yeah, dude. So uh, I, uh, uh, go ahead. Josh, interrupt me. You ruined it. <laughs> now, the, uh, the, uh, a, a buddy of mine, same way, he always has a beard all the time. He shaved it one. His kid was f- crying and freaking out, like pissed yeah. off and upset, didn't know where who daddy was because yeah. his, his daughter was like two at the time. And so, yeah. I was going to say, when I worked at Toys R Us, we had this one guy who always had a beard. And one day, he shaved it completely clean and he came in and I could not stop staring at him. I was like, dude, <laughs> you were like born for a beard. You straight up look like a fucking pedophile and working at Toys R Us, you need to go home. <laughs> I was like, you need to glue it on or something. Like <laughs> I, I never used to uh, keep a beard for any length of time. I would grow it out, but most most of my life I've been fairly clean shaven. About eight years ago, I started working at a place I'm I'm not going to name. When they hired me on, I had a beard. Then I told them at the time I said, you know, because I, I I would grow one out and shave it, and most but most of the time I'd stay clean shaven. And but I told them when I hired when they hired me on, I said if the beard's ever an issue, just let me know. It doesn't matter. I'll shave it. Yeah. Oh no, you're fine. You're fine. About probably four months later, it's getting a little longer. And the boss says, well, that beard's getting a little long. And I said, well, like I've always told you, if it's ever a problem, just let me know and I'll shave it off. And oh no, no, you're fine. I ran into the CEO of the company of the network, uh, <laughs> 
Oh hell! About two weeks before, you know, before that conversation with the boss, I ran into the, and he said my name like three times. It's the first time he ever met me, and he said my name three times. And as I walked away from that conversation, I looked at the guy I worked with, and I said, "You realize he did that to remember my name, and this beard's gone." Oh, and sure, no. sure enough. I end up in the boss's office right just shortly after he told me it was fine. I'm in the boss's office and he says he's got the handbook there and he's got the page with the personal grooming printed out. Cause I had a beard, but it was always, I mean, it was kept neat and trimmed. It wasn't like yeah. out here. So they actually changed their rules because their original rules said that you, you could have a neatly trimmed beard and mustache, no other facial hair, which made me laugh. I said, so you're saying I can have the beard and mustache, but the eyebrows got to go. Because <laughs> that's what this says. And Well, they rewrote their rule to where the beard wasn't allowed to be longer than one inch. Oh, and I was the only person that had to adhere to that rule because there was somebody in one of the other areas of the network that had one that's way longer than mine is now. And he was fine. They wanted mine gone. So I promised myself at that point, this has been eight years ago that as long as I worked at that place, I would never have a beard under one inch long. Yeah. (laughs) And I kept it there for five years working at that place. And then shortly after I left there is when I did the show, at Wiley's where I was John Belushi and as a first, that's why I was able to shave it off because I didn't work there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, you held up your end of the, the, the deal that they didn't honor, but and that, like, and that was the it. thing. It, I, I didn't care. Yeah. I would have shaved no. it, but why go about it like that? Cause that's yeah. what he said. He told me he'd been arguing with the big wigs for a couple of weeks. I was like, so now not only do they know my name, they now think I'm argumentative and I'm fighting them on this. Oh, so God. now they know my name and not for a good reason. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's so, yeah, that was kind of, I thought that was really shitty right there. Yeah. yeah. I used to work for the most well-known rat in the world for about seven years. So I always had to keep like, keep a really clean shaven face. And I, I hated it because they'd always like talk about tattoos. That was my biggest argument. No tattoos were allowed to be visible. And I said, well, then fire every Spanish woman with tattooed eyebrows. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they were just, they looked at me and they're like, no, I it mean, doesn't work that way. And I'm like, oh, it does. It says here, fine print, body modifications or of any kind of. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I work in a lot of medical facilities now. I'm, I'm a maintenance tech, HVAC, electrical, plumbing, all that fun stuff. HVAC I, here. I'm, I, I'm good at what I do. So I'm fairly safe because most of the facilities I work in, they actually have policies against this kind of facial hair. But I'm a oh. contractor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And see. they don't they don't mess with me because there there have been I I have set buildings that I'm the main tech at. 
and they've tried to pull me out of some of those and they have got so many angry emails <laughs> oh, wow. from the, the, the people in charge of those facilities saying, don't you dare take him out of this building. Right. So I'm, I'm fairly safe beard and all fortunately. Hell yeah. No, that's perfect. That, that's a good place to be. That's a good yeah, place no. to be. So have you ever seen that, that hoodie that's got like little like lines on it down your chest and it has titles of what your title is because of your beard length? I have not. <laughs> When your beard hits a certain tag, that's your new title. They've got like wizard, they've got master, they they go all the way down to God. I think God is your belly button. Okay, I don't, I don't think I could ever handle that. <laughs> that's know. hardcore, man. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. That, well, for one, that's a lot of length. For another thing, it's a lot of pressure being a god. <laughs> no, yeah. I get it. I get I mean, that. For sure. I must say though, I I envy what it, what you already have as is because I know. That takes a lot of work. At one point, I had my chin like down to at least here, and it was it was annoying. The mustache it gets annoying to keep prim and out of your mouth when you're eating food yeah. and shit. Oh, oh, yeah, I got to keep it trimmed up here just because it, it it will it would get out to here. <laughs> yeah, and I don't I don't want it out to here. <laughs> <laughs> my my struggle with the facial hair is I like the idea of having a beard. <clears throat> But I feel like if you have a beard, you got to have the mustache too, or you look like you're Amish. Right. That's not okay. Yeah, you do look Amish. You I, do I look, look Amish. Amish. Yeah, because I did get rid of my mustache for for a moment in time just to see what I would look like. Yeah. And because like my wife kept complaining, she's like, "I'm tired of getting hair in my my kisses." <laughs> yeah. So, so, so you my problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and i still kept getting hair in my mouth so <laughs> but my, my problem is my mustache doesn't meet in the middle so i look like i'm trying to do like a mariachi look so oh, neither does mine man yeah yours meets more than mine does though my mine's like mine's it, i, I kind of do this like you try to like Kind of pinch a little mini Hitler here. Yeah. Put, put some pomade a on mo- it. A little mohawk going in. There. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Basically. <laughs> so, so one of our one of our other questions, and I will say I have kind of thrown a few of these questions in here without anybody even knowing. Uh, <laughs> but one of those was going to be when you talked about your scar on your arm. I was going to ask you what was your worst injury you've ever had. Uh, I don't know. I, they all pretty much sucked. well i was i was talking about today i was talking today about some of the people that i've worked with that just can't handle an injury because i you know i'll cut myself on my hand pretty good and i'll I'll wrap it up in electrical tape and i'll finish the job i'm doing yeah Yeah. then i'll go take care of it yeah and i had there was one guy i worked with loved him to death great guy but he just he cut himself on this uh, piece, it was just it was just a piece of grounding wire, <laughs> and he he freaked out. I thought he I thought he hurt himself bad, and oh, I wow. followed him into the office, and I was like, "Dude, are you okay?" And he just looked he was turning white like he's about to pass out. Wow. I ended up having to take him to the hospital. He got one stitch. <laughs> I don't I'm think I've ever heard somebody say stitch. Yeah, I it know a butterfly stitch on it. The little butterfly stitch. bandage. He got wow. stitch. 
And that, that's, I started laughing because I had to pick him up after I took him to the hospital. I had to go back and pick him up. And he said, they gave me a stitch. I was like, did you say a stitch? <laughs> I've never heard of that. Did they put a Snoopy band on it for you, Charlotte? Are you okay? Do you need to have a, I mean, I just rode him for weeks over there. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Now, I don't think I've ever heard of one change. stitch. I have it. I went to change filters on an air handler once, one of our big, uh, big HVAC air handlers. And in order to get to the filters, they were up on this bi-level and it was this graded floor that they just cut a hole in. Well, where they cut the hole, there were sharp corners sticking down. Oh, yeah. Sheet metal is no fun. I knew they were there. I'm climbing up. As soon as I look up to see where they are. One of them stabs me right in the top of the, right in the scalp. So I put my hand up here. There's a little bit of blood. I was like, no, I got to get this done because it's a pain in the butt to get everything up there and change these filters. So I went ahead and I changed everything out. I come back down. The guy I was working with (laughs) was about to puke because (laughs) I, I thought I was sweating dude your beard is soaked in blood (laughs) blood running down my face my hair was red and and this guy's about to pass out i was like oh i guess i better walk to the er (laughs) yeah man you can can lose a lot of blood so i walked on over to the er i was like you guys they're oh my god (laughs) yeah they think you're right just check it out see if i need a stitch it's so awesome because because josh josh did hvac tech for years seven years yeah yeah that's what he did. That's what I did for the rat. <laughs> yeah, for the rat. Yeah. And I am a, a here we go. Every episode, bro. I'm a I'm a licensed plumber. And I've, oh, I've been one for, for 10 years. So, so wait, um, wait, 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 wait. Don, as a fellow HVAC tech, can you agree with me that plumbers uh, no. <laughs> that plumbers are HVAC technicians who had a lobotomy? Uh, I think plumbers are HVAC techs that like poop. Because <laughs> <laughs> HVAC, HVAC, HVAC techs are plumbers that say, I ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now I, I, have to inter- I have to interject and say, I only do new construction and remodel. I don't yeah, think so. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that's, that's yeah. a good deal then. Yeah. So I like, I like poop, but from afar. You know right. I mean? Right. You <laughs> like to I admire just, from I, a distance. I, I dabble, I dabble, but that's it. <laughs> you, da- you're, you're, you dabble in doo-doo. That's I dabble in doo-doo a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. So, so you, you do plumbing as well, though. So you do like your own plumbing at your house? HVAC, yeah, man, all crafts. I don't like to. I don't like to. Of all the things I do, I hate plumbing the most. Yeah. Just yeah, hate it. I can, yeah, because you can I'm, have... Like I'm a I'm a all around maintenance, so I do. I mean, HVAC, electrical, plumbing, uh, construction, drywall, painting, pretty much whatever needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some things that I don't mess with because it's like okay, like like garage door springs, those will kill you. I'm yeah. not gonna mess oh with my those. god, <laughs> those are crazy. My friend like almost ripped his thumb off when yeah. he was uh. for a company. It was like hanging. Oh shit! Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, it was, that's a bad that's a bad injury right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will say I've had a head injury somewhat similar to yours with the head. I was at a remodel and I had to like I had to reroute these three quarter water lines 
because the plumber that did the house back in like the seventies crossed them and I had to uncross them for the remodel. Cause we got to do it right. And right. I reached way out in there and I, I, I was trying to figure out which one was cold, and which one was hot. Cause it is a whole, whole ordeal. Basically I lifted up to get a better grasp on the pipe and my head stuck right in a nail that was oh. coming through the subfloor. <laughs> right. Got me right there. And I was like, ah, fuck, you know, and I just kind of brushed it off and I came out and uh, the guy I was working with was like, holy shit, because the blood was running side and I thought I was sweating too because it was summer in Texas. Well, you you get, you get in the middle of doing the job. You don't think about it. You just wipe uh -uh. the sweat away and keep going until you realize that that's blood streaking down your face. Just throw a little bit of the grease in it. It'll coagulate. I, I did what I'm so proud of. I, I I embellished it. I like rubbed it and like made it a little bit crazy. And then I took a picture and sent it to my wife. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm like, I'm cool. Yeah. I sneezed. No problem, no problem babe. <laughs> Nothing I can't handle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. What kind of plumbing are you doing? Oh yeah, so I'm I'm plumbing a slaughterhouse right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did the remodel at Hell's Gate, so yeah, very <laughs> well that's cool, man. So uh another random question. Do you play any instruments? I play several poorly. <laughs> You're like I, me. <laughs> over the years, because I love music. I absolutely, absolutely love music. I mean, all kinds that aren't country. Uh, but I like. <laughs> oh man, why does anybody gotta hate on country? I don't get it. Just, it just new country, like anything past eighty-five is garbage. But you know, the older <laughs> country, I can, even bluegrass, I can handle. Fair enough. My grandmother down in Tennessee was in a bluegrass band for most of her life, and that stuff kicks ass. But this. This new pander, pandering to the redneck drunken country, I can't do. I can't do it. I can't. You don't like my red solo I love you know. If you, I, uh, it's great that you love your beer, your pickup trucks, and your girl. That's fine. I don't need you singing the same song that these other seven. <laughs> or the girl leaves because he's funny, singing I, country. I got a fun story about meeting Dirks Bentley though. Uh, <laughs> hey. No, I, I love all kinds of music and through. Throughout my life, I've tried to play the drums. I've tried to play bass. I did okay with bass for a little while. I've sang in heavy metal bands or screamed in heavy metal bands. I play the guitar a little bit. I play the ukulele a little bit. I play the piano. I play a lot of things a little bit, just enough to suck at all of them. <laughs> Very nice. I I respect the hell out of that though, man. Yeah, for I, sure. I, I just I just play a car a, a car. Wow. I remember Jackal doing something similar with a chainsaw in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just play guitar and I'm 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 okay, but I'm not like really good. So it's cool uh, even to be like mediocre at several instruments is really respectable like i yeah, I, I didn't say mediocre i'm terrible okay. <laughs> i was trying to help you out a little bit but it's... i appreciate that i appreciate <laughs> yeah. that but do, do you want to hear my dirks bentley story absolutely yeah, yeah, it's, it's really stupid but he didn't like me uh what happened is i worked <laughs> I worked at a local university here that has one of the big arenas, uh, 
Irvin J. Nutter Center. And I was working the, the concert down there. We're getting ready for the, it was the Dierks Bentley concert was coming through. I had no idea who this dude was. It's not my genre. Right. So I, I'm talking with another guy and he's, and I was like, I was like, who are we setting up for tonight? And he's like, well, Dierks Bentley is here. I said, I just giggled. I was like, Dierks? Who the fuck names her kid Dierks? Was his mom trying to hold in a fucking sneeze? What are we going to name him? Dierks? And I, this guy's face goes white, and I just look at him. I'm like, what? And he points, and I turn around. This fucking dude's standing there. <laughs> and Aaron Ham's shitting on his name. <laughs> Oh, and I just, I just chuckled and I said, you must be Dierks, and walked away. <laughs> Dude, you, that is know, awesome. you know he probably remembers that because he's like <laughs> he probably talked he probably talked about it on like a CMT fucking awards show or something. This asshole. <laughs> yeah, he was probably real ashamed of that moment. This guy didn't know who I was. Wow, so I'm gonna sing a song about he it. He fired his yeah. publicist after that one. <laughs> he knocked me down. This guy had a, this guy's level. a redneck with a beard. He should fucking know who I am. So <laughs> you should you should uh, look look out for his recent albums, man. He may sing a song about you and you, uh, you yeah, guys I encounter. Would, but I don't want to listen to any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll you listen to know. some of them and let me know. <laughs> we'll do, man. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So uh, we we do tend to somehow in a lot of our episodes with interviews we we somehow send, tend to segue into space topics. I don't know why. That's kind of what people talk about. Would you ever go into space if given the chance? Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Why the hell not? Who wouldn't? I mean, it's terrifying, but probably I, me. Unless they, if they can't put me to sleep when they send me up and out, because like I don't even like roller coasters. I certainly don't want to leave the fucking atmosphere. In space no, I, I I want that full rocket burst. I want to feel my lips on the back of my neck. That's what I want. <laughs> I want uh, that full. That's yeah, what would, that's what I would like most. Yeah. yeah, I see those videos of like the the astronauts or and the Air Force pilots like training, like going under like eight Gs. They're like. <laughs> <laughs> like they can't no, even I, breathe I, properly. I would. Wasn't they there for a while? They were looking for people to sign up to colonize Mars. Wasn't that a thing for a while? Yeah, they still are doing stuff like in SpaceX, still doing something like that where they're playing. Yeah, man, that, that's yeah. why we're trying to get all the like. We're trying to get more vegetables out there. We want to like vegetables because it's easier to cultivate vegetables out there than it is livestock. Yeah, see that, yeah. and that's that's the thing. They they're gonna need HVAC techs. Yeah, yeah, shit, they're man. Need plumbers are going to need electricians and producers and comedians. Get and comedians who's going <laughs> to yeah. entertain them when they're up yeah. there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I would, I would say a comedy show on Mars. I would probably draw just as many people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if yeah, you can, but if you consider that by by percentage of the population, I would say sixty percent of those people would end up knowing who I was. Yeah, Hell so yeah. you, you would yeah. have like a, a definitely a better crowd though, because you would even have some Martians there. Like I don't know if he's laughing or heckling me. What is this? Cleaver gets it. Cleaver gets it. Cleaver, Yeah, dude. Wow, this is the second episode in a row where we talked about Martians. I mean, we it's did, we did, I mean it just happens. 
It's going to be the year for it. I mean, so yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think we told you, but this is airing on the first of, of January, so it is a new year. It is oh, 2021. Yeah. Oh, th- this is this is the new year show. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, Hence, haven't, I haven't recorded mine yet. I have to record my New Year's Day show tomorrow and get it out there. <laughs> so I mean, um, I mean, before we like, I mean, first off, it. it it's been an absolute fucking pleasure having you. We had a great time on your show, and it's been awesome to have you. And I'm sorry it took us so long oh, no worries, <laughs> to man. get to this. It was, a blast. And it was a blast, and I got to start the new year off right. There Hell you go. Yeah. That's there right. You go. That's mindless as, as all can be. <laughs> 2020 was mindless all the way through. We might as well start 2021 the same way. And and that's why we started is to to try to like, hey, I know everything kind of sucks. We're trying to be fun. So come yeah. on. You know, yeah. so that's essentially what we started. And for, so. we're going to have all your all your links and whatnot in the description. Is there anything you want to say? Do you want to give a promotion of your, your, your podcast, your radio, et cetera? Your work? Or a long yeah. speech. Yeah, long, speech. long speech, long speech. <laughs> you, you can always find me at the life1069.com. You can go to my link tree, link linktr.ee slash the life radio show. It has links to every single, every single whatever podcast app you use. It's going to have a link to that. Uh, you can also go, you can follow me on the life, uh, one Oh six, nine on Facebook, Don Smith comedy on Twitter, on Twitter, uh, check out Wiley's comedy.com. If you're ever in the Dayton area, look up Wiley's Some great shows coming up. We have Greg Hahn coming back, which is fantastic. If you've never seen Greg Hahn live, that is an insane ball of energy that you have to see live in order to appreciate. But uh, you can also look at any, you can check me out on IMDB as uh, under Donald Smith, uh, a lot of films out there you can check out just over the summer. We uh, The Goocher release, as well as Black Mamba, neither of which are porn, so you're safe. <laughs> they also, re-released, they also re-released a couple of sec- cinema lexicon films I was in. They re-released a film called Three Knee Deep as King Killer. Uh, they, released, they finally released uh, Straight Out of Hate which I think Burning Down Babylon is the new name of that one, which is a, uh, a very, very important, non-funny, very important movie to watch. It covers a lot of very recent political developments in the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, definitely a good movie. It's an action movie. It doesn't get all preachy, but it is a really <laughs> interesting perspective on that movement. Uh, wow. There's also, you can go to Amazon Prime, you can go to Amazon, check out uh, uh, Boggy Creek, the Bigfoot series. I'm on episode two as a featured lead, uh, episode called the, uh, the Poacher, I think. No, called Trapped. I can't remember. Go there and check it out. It'll right? Be, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely yeah, be lot, A lot of stuff coming up. Hopefully we'll get Black Wolf released before too long. And we'll start working on some other ones. I've, I've got plenty of things coming. I'm I'm really glad that that COVID hasn't totally obliterated the production industry for for film yeah. and stuff. That's that's it, good. It, it I hurt mean, it for a while, but the right. independent the independent filmmakers we're not going anywhere. We we started it out of love. We're going to keep doing it out of love. It's always going to be there. Hell yeah! Just, just because I mean we. We already go broke doing it most of the time, so you know. Right? Hey, why not just, just keep it when, going? When they shut us, when they shut us down, they saved us money. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> awesome! I love it. 
Awesome, Don. Well, it has been awesome to have you on. And uh, eventually we will probably want to have you back on because this has been a blast and, you know, you can become a regular friend of the show. And, uh, uh, I love that. I love that. So, yeah, it's been great. Um, and welcome to 2021, everyone. Yeah. Welcome. May it be yeah. may it be way better than 2020. May all your dreams come true. Oh, I hope so. I mean, we I said that in 2019. and by that. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. We, we, we said that in 2019 that, oh, I can't wait for next year and look what happened. And, yeah, uh, exactly. Exactly. That's it's, true. Yeah, we're we're going to wish... We're going to wish we were back in 2020, I'm sure, at some point in 2021. So who knows? Oh, definitely. The way things are going, it's it's all downhill. We're screwed. <laughs> we're screwed. <laughs> why, the fuck, why the fuck do you think I would volunteer to go to Mars? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I want to clearly fuck up another planet. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. And it's funny because our, our Christmas episode was called Dark Christmas, where we basically shit on Christmas. And our, our New Year's episode was kind of like New Year's sucks. So here's the thing. I, the traditions in my family have gone to crap this year because for Christmas this year, my brother decided to buy everybody the Christmas dinner. Fucking KFC. I can't eat <laughs> KFC chicken. The last several times I've eaten KFC chicken, I have just been projectile out of both ends. I have never <laughs> eaten KFC and not gotten food poisoning. I can't. Wow. So that was my Christmas. I didn't. I had a couple of side dishes. I was like, that's all I'm going to have because that chicken is oh, going to kill me. So, wow. and now I just found out because one of my nephews was exposed to COVID that uh, my parents decided to cancel the, the New Year's Day celebration. So I'm not going to get my pork and sauerkraut. That's what I told my mom. I said, I don't mind it being canceled, but you know, you're canceling this for some asshole that was exposed and you know, he's not going to quarantine. So, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's send him so away. So I'm yeah. going to go chain his ass to his, uh, you know, somewhere <laughs> in his house. I'm going to chain him to the furnace or something. He yeah, yeah. Anywhere. Like there I'm you putting you under quarantine boy. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If I'm going to miss my pork and kraut, you're going to get quarantined the hard way. <laughs> yep. 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 It's got to awesome. be done. Man. It's got to be yeah. done. Cool. Well, well, Don, once again, man, it was so awesome to have you on. And uh, we will definitely be talking to you more into the future. And uh, hopefully 2021 is a good year for everybody. And uh, we will yeah. be back with another Mindless Morning and Mindless Midnight episode next week. So stay tuned. Oh, and before we go, I have to say it again because I've been saying it every single time. If you haven't switched over to YouTube, do it. Because every single thing we do is on YouTube now. And sometimes we make stupid faces and we talk about bullshit. And we, yeah, okay. Well, and Josh okay. did that shit. Yeah, so <laughs> you didn't, yeah, it's, just, it's just a better show if you, if you can. If not, we are everywhere else. So just uh, stay tuned, guys, and check out Don Smith's work. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to talk more, and hopefully everybody has a good year. Love you all. Good luck, everyone. Have a hell of a 2021. I did have a person who brought a Ouija board in. He climbed over the fence, got down in the well, put the Ouija board on his lap, and he had a box of razor blades. And he started slicing his hand and then smearing the blood all over the Ouija board trying to conjure something up out of the well, which many people believe is the portal to hell. Well, isn't that special? Oh, I'm so scared.